You're listening to the Sci Fidelity Podcast, episode 174, Oh Missy, You're So Fine. Unlike Doctor Who, the Sci Fidelity Podcast has adult content and language, so it's like Torchwood, only good. Are we going to get any cat ass today, Brian? Oh, <laughs> it's always a possibility. Well, we were talking about J.J. Abrams, so, you know. <laughs> I don't know what to do with cat uh, At this point, would I rather see J.J. Abrams uh, reboot a franchise, or would I like to stare into the deep, enticing asshole of Brian's cat? Uh, mm, it's close. It's close. It's real close. Is this, uh, it, is it this, changes day by day, so uh, yeah. Is J.J. Abrams become Zack Snyder level for you, or should I say Michael Bay no, level? No, no, no. Because here's the has deal: he did below Zack Snyder. No, no, no. So here's the thing: if if he would do something new, I would love it. I would completely love it. But he just like there is just some things you're good at and some things you're not. And taking an existing franchise and maintaining what is good about that franchise. Is not what J.J. Abrams is good at. It's fine. Look, I don't ask my porn directors uh, to direct uh, the Shawshank Redemption. They're just not good at that. They'd be like, and now here comes the strippers. Wait, what? No, no. There's no ladies in the whole prison. Like, there's nothing. Like, not not one. Like, no pizza delivery. Or no, no, nothing. Not one. Like, all right. Pretty sure, pretty sure what you just described was the movie Showgirls. <laughs> Just like, just like, I don't hate Michael Bay. Michael Bay gives me lots of explosions and lots of dudes being badass. That's sometimes that's what I want from a movie. I don't, I don't have any problem with that. I, I don't, you know. Sometimes Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder is likes to make shit look real pretty, but dark, but pretty. And I'm like, hey, I'm cool with that sometimes too, man. Uh, you know, bring it. I mean, shit. I still love that Dawn of the Dead remake. Mm. Everybody Someone loves get- his first movie. <laughs> it's just, it's just I, everything no, after like, that. that no, no. I, I like Sucker Punch. Like I don't know. Yeah. I don't like what it's about, but the well, vi- the visual sequences in it are amazing. Like it's to be, it, and it's an ex- it's an excuse to get uh, some like a group of five women fighting in the trenches in World War One in mech suits and zeppelins. Like how the fuck are you ever going to get that otherwise? So yes. Glad I'm. I'm glad that you came up with this concept, however dark. Because guess what? I don't watch the whole movie. I just watch the good parts. So I'll just <laughs> jump to the good yeah. part and then skip all that. Oh yeah, by the way, this dude's gonna show up and rape you. Sorry. Oops. To, to be fair, you're not one of the dyed in the wool Snyder haters that we know. So no, no. I I, I really like Watchmen. So yeah, I also like Watchmen. Yeah. So you know, you, you know what else I like? I like. The Cyfidelity Podcast. So, welcome to the Cyfidelity Podcast. <laughs> this is Michael. This is Patrick. 
This is Brian. You know, we that was are... almost it was almost smooth, and then you kind of stumbled a little bit. I did. I did. I did. As long as you're doing, like, though, I, I like I spent, it. <laughs> I spent the last thirty seconds trying to find a good transition, and I was like, right, I'll take this one. <laughs> The girls are sitting there with the jump ropes, and I'm trying to do the hopscotch. Yeah, this isn't going to go well, but I got to do it. And you jump in. Okay. Uh, the the earlier ones that I was thinking about were going to be convoluted Watchmen references, and I was ah. like, "Nah, maybe I just wait." And you know what Brian else is like? Said, uh, you know what else is like? Blue penis? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was going to be on that level of smooth. It was not going to be smooth. So, um. I don't know why this made me think about this, but I was watching a uh, top two, uh, 2021 shows so far, and um, they mentioned Invincible, and they were like, I'll say one thing, this show gave us probably the meme of the year, and then they cut to the, the thing where uh, the... Uh, the scene where he's talking to his son and it's intercut with the portal audio, which mm. is just fucking amazing. <laughs> ah, I was watching that with my wife and even she died laughing because I showed her that video and she also thought that was hilarious. Never played portal a day in her life. Oh yeah. Uh, you don't have to. It's, JK it's Simmons. still hilarious. Yeah. yeah it's... <laughs> like, I don't even know. I don't even know if that audio like that was, I don't know if that was like on script or homeboy just, just, you know, <laughs> just just ran with it. Yeah. Cause he, you know, he is so talented. You could just do that. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking lemons. <laughs> he has such rage in his soul that he could pull from. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> I do love JK Simmons. JK Simmons has the power of, I could be watching a trailer for a movie I'm not that interested in. And then JK Simmons will appear on the screen. I'm like, well, shit. Well, now I have to at least give it a chance. <laughs> Honestly, that's why I watched Palm Springs. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Oh, well, he's in the Tomorrow War. So I know. now you have I know. to watch it. I, I, do, I know that, actually. Yeah. I'm definitely going to watch Tomorrow War. Like I said, it is a time travel action movie. I'm required. <laughs> Pretty much by law to watch this movie. And I'll watch anything time travel. Oh, oh, and yet you still haven't watched 12 Monkeys, so you are Uh, a lying sack of shit. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But you know what? I haven't about that show for five fucking years. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's on a streaming service, too. I'm pretty sure that shit's on Hulu. It is. It is exactly what you want. It is multiple jumps through time, and it's consistent, and like all this shit, all this stuff that you say you like, and yet it's there, sitting on a platter, and you're like, I'm, I'm too hot, I'm full, I don't want any of that, I don't, I don't want any of that. Meh, meh. Meh, meh, meh. I, that's, you know what? I can't even, I can't even dispute. That's mad truth. You are speaking mad truth right now. There's just too much content out there, man. There's too much shit. I just, I can't keep up. Yeah, I'm still trying you to need watch a t- Stargate SG One for God's sake. So, so, so I need, so I need that. I, I need mine, right? Because I, I, that's that. Twelve Monkeys is for you, and the Expanse is for Brian. Some shit. He's like, on paper, this is something I should be jizzing over, and yet I don't even give a fuck. I just, I just put it in the back burner. Do I have one? I don't know. I'm sure you can think of something. I feel like you just gave us homework. 
FYI, <laughs> the expanse is the expanse is not just Brian. I've also only seen up to the end of season two. <laughs> yes, but for a while, Brian was known as oh, is it space opera? Well, clearly that's my favorite fucking show. So fair enough. That's fair. No, that's expanse fair. is number one on my new shows to try list, and I probably might have even gotten to it if it hadn't been for all these MCU shows coming out. And I thought, well, if I watch those, I can like be part of the zeitgeist. So I guess I'll do that. <laughs> so. I have a friend who uh, canceled his Disney Plus subscription, who I am currently forcing to watch Loki. (laughs) No, no, you're going to watch Loki. No, you don't have a choice. Okay? Look, I've got the eye drops. I'll keep your eyes moist. Now just fucking stare ahead. Listen, I know how you like to join us for movies, and we go to Marvel movies, so... There is no chance in hell you're going to understand a lot of future Marvel movies unless you watch Loki. Just shut up and watch it. This is a public service announcement. You can you can fuck around with Falcon and the Winter Soldier and watch that on your own time. Loki, you do not have a choice. Watch it now. Uh, That's that's a topic for another day, though, isn't it? That's not yeah. That's not a topic for today. There is a there's a Douglas Adams no- novel with a Time Lord in it who uses his TARDIS to watch television because it's easier than programming his VCR. So, <laughs> That's hilarious. He just goes back in time and watch. They ask him, what do you use your time machine for? And he's like, mainly watching TV. It's much easier than programming my VCR. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian, since you brought it up, how do you feel about the news? Uh, Whitaker and, uh, was it Chibnall? Chibnall? Yeah. Chibnall, yes. Leaving uh, the show. Whitaker, Whitaker and Chibnall leaving in almost two years from now, but, uh, or almost exactly two years from now, but, uh, or no, what, I guess, yeah. Wait. Anyway, let's, let's, uh, let's not break down the timeline wait, exactly. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Well, I didn't <laughs> no, read it that. It would part. be a year. It would be a year from now, yeah. actually. Cause yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a year from now. So, um, yeah, no, the BBC slow, anyway, but damn. No, no, I, I was doing my math wrong. Can't. Uh, um, anyway, uh, well, I'm, I think Chibnall's had three years to make the show good and maybe I'll feel differently after I watch his third season, but, um, I'm kind of, I, I don't hate Chibnall, but I kind of, I'm also not in love with the guy enough to feel like I want a fourth season or, or that I, that I would, I'd watch a fourth season, but I, I'd love to see somebody else take a go. I, I feel like there's a, there's every chance we'll end up with something just as interesting as Chibnall, but different, uh, with another person at bat. I would love to see Jody Whitaker with a different writer. Right. I that I would love my my ideal news was Jody Whitaker's going to do uh the third uh, uh four seasons in all but Chibnall's only going to do three seasons in all just so that we can see Jody Whitaker uh with a different writer and I think that I would I just yeah I feel like I don't know if they're a good match. I don't think they are. So well, the thing is, I like Jody Whitaker as the doctor. I think I like Jody Whitaker as the doctor if not as much if I like her as much as Matt Smith as Matt Smith, if not a little bit more. Oh um, all right. Wait, I like Jody Whitaker. 
Well, that's the thing. Uh, Matt Smith, for me, was my least favorite Doctor of the new Doctors. I know that Brian feels a little differently. I think he really liked Matt Smith as a Doctor. Uh, And and, and to be fair, I don't hate Matt. I actually think all of the Doctors have been good in new Doctor Who. But he, if I had to pick one at the bottom, it's Matt Smith for me. Um, Of new... Of New Who, I think I'd put Whitaker at the bottom. I still like her, but she definitely beats out some of the classic Doctors. So uh, she's not at the bottom of the over my overall list, even if she's... Like, I'm sure we'll get into it, but honestly, I think the issue that I have with her has been the stories, which I feel like is what you're basically saying. Yeah. And yeah. it's not even all of the stories. Honestly, I just feel like I was feeling the character arc until we got to that second season... And I just, and I didn't even hate the, where they were going with it. I, one of my favorite episodes is the one where she meets the previous, uh, uh, regeneration that she didn't recognize. I love yeah. that episode. That was that a episode good one. was great. The episode when you get an explanation or sort of an explanation, <laughs> the season finale, I hated that. And I was like, oh, that actually taints earlier episodes. Like, that's how much I, I don't like it. This is the end of Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes, which was so bad, it actually tainted everything I liked before it. <laughs> so so here's a, a question. Did you hate the revelations or did you hate how they executed the revelations? To be honest with you, I hated the revelations because I felt like the doctor was cool enough. I thought the doctor was special enough. I feel like this is another one of those things that they do. And I think we've talked about it on the show before. Uh, An example being when Enterprise uh, brought in the Borg and they kind of made it so that the uh the crew of that ship was uh they were the the reason that the borg was involved and i was like again this is hearsay i haven't actually seen that episode wait okay uh, well then let me just stop that that is not at okay. all what happened okay <laughs> it kind of so, is he's not wrong no no no, no. okay real quick what happened in that episode <laughs> You know, first contact, the the Borg, like, attacked back before we had warp drive. We mm. blew up one of their ships, and it crashed. And then an archaeology team happens to come across it, and they were they were frozen, so they were dormant. And then they pull them out to investigate. And so they wake up, and they start assimilating people, and they take off. But, you know, Enterprise, being a good prequel show... Like, we never, like, they never see the Borg. Like, they just know that it's this ship and it's doing this weird shit, but, like, the Borg never try to talk to them, never try to assimilate them. They end up blowing it up. They're like, yeah, we can't. You know what? Fuck it. Everybody on that ship is dead. Just blow it up so we can go back home. That wasn't, like, the crew of the Enterprise isn't why the Borg were there. Like, the Borg were trying to call back home to the Delta Quadrant. So... Yeah, the crew did, the crew, crew weren't responsible, but the episode shows them calling the Delta Quadrant right. and they quote the number of years it'll take for the signal to get there. Yeah. And that's right around when the Borg start causing problems for Picard. Nah, except, yeah, except, you know, Q then shoots the Enterprise right. and now they're yeah, like, Yeah, I know. It doesn't, I, it, it, that, they, they mostly got their continuity right, but that little implication doesn't really square if you watch the Q episode. So, right. so, so, uh, so, so someone might say I, that. So, but it doesn't mean that that's what happened. So yeah. no, I, anyway. But, but the the thing is, that's clearly the implication they were going yes. for. 
Yeah. Uh, well, it seems, it seems like it yeah. was a fucked. It seems like it was a fucked up and f- they didn't actually do it right, but that's what they were trying to do. Anyway, that's all <laughs> the sidebar. Anyway, really, I was like, I on, like, I'm ready to fight this out because you know, <laughs> you done, you done, you done, open up the Pandorka and uh, you know, go fuck yourself. Uh, okay, anyway, I, I feel like Enterprise for you is what Batman versus Superman is for me, which is I just hear people bitching about it and I just reflexively feel the need to defend it even though <laughs> that's actually a bad example because you actually really like Enterprise I only kind of like Batman versus Superman I'm just tired of people shitting on it <laughs> I, I like Enterprise because I've watched the show and I've enjoyed it and most of the people that I hear shit about it didn't actually watch it so they're just like oh well, well you know like you know what you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about so why don't you why don't you sit down and watch the fucking show and then we could talk about some specifics and so you be like right. I don't know it looked like they painted that ship gray Hey, that's some bullshit. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Anyway, <laughs> to be fair, speaking of watch that, the show, I was going to say, to be fair, the person that uh, that that told me that uh, tell me about that episode did watch the show, so that's yeah. all I was going to say. Also, another did, hater, but yeah, Doctor Who bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I was going to say, speaking of watch the show, Patrick, are you caught up on Doctor oh, Who? Yeah. Or- yeah, oh, okay. yeah, okay. I got cut up way I, before you, Michael did. You sounded very doubtful in, in somewhere midway through Jody, uh, Jody Whitaker. I can't remember if it was the end of season one or the beginning of season two oh, yeah. that you were going to continue. And I, I wasn't sure if you'd ever finished, but or caught up. Yeah. So her first season was, was, was more woke than I was, than I was enjoying, but. <laughs> You know what? Look, you, I'm I'm a completionist, so I'm like, fuck it. You haven't driven me away. And then the second season, uh, they got rid of the woke stuff, but then they were like, oh, they didn't well, get we rid did. of it. They just well, dialed they, it down. Well, they dialed it back. Yes, they didn't. They didn't entirely get rid of it. No. Fair enough. Yeah. But they dialed it back far enough that I wasn't like that. It wasn't like shouting in my like. You can. Do that stuff. That's fine. I just don't need you walking up to my ear and shouting in it, saying, <laughs> "You're wrong. Everything you believe is wrong." Like I don't, I don't uh, need that. Good, good sci-fi is much more subtle about that. But anyway, I, I, I yeah, Orphan Fifty Five, which I think was season two. But my, even I'm like, all right, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but please quit stuffing it down my throat like this. Oh, <laughs> like you want to buy yeah. me dinner? So, you just shove it in there. Good grief, man. Yeah. So, so it was basically Elysium. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I liked Elysium. No, no, he's saying for me. Because, yeah. Oh. Like, Elysium, I, I could have liked Elysium a lot more if they weren't just like, look how horrible a person you are. I'm like, um, this isn't even apples so, and apples, my friend. Like, this is apples and trees and shit. Um, so... So, actually, let me just say one thing real quick, because I definitely want to finish the thought that I was having earlier, which is just to say, I just didn't like the fact that they felt the need to make the Doctor more special than that character already was. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, she's is already a very special character. I don't know why you feel the need to do this. Yeah. And, and, to, and just real quick, to to jump on the wokeness, they did do a subtle woke episode that I actually really like, which was demons of the Punjab, which really, really liked that episode. That oh was yeah. A really that's, good episode. That's my favorite Jody Whitaker episode. That yeah. Easily. It's probably that, mine too. It's a I great really episode. enjoyed the hell out of that one on all sorts of levels. Yeah. Um, uh, the, 
as far as the revive, yeah, I have trouble judging this whole timeless child thing because really it's just a minor reskinning of what they'd already done to the doctor in the novel series. Mm. And that was actually based on a write up for what would have been season 27 if the show hadn't been canceled. So it was stuff they were, if we, if the show hadn't been canceled in 89, a lot of what we saw there, not the doctor being the source of regeneration, but the idea that there were all these other doctors that were missing and they hung out with Rassilon and helped find time Lord, found time Lord society. All of that was planned for season 20 uh, revelations for season 27. So just to be 19- clear, multiple iterations of the doctor were in one place and helped find the time Lords. Is that what you're saying? Well, the, I, I mean, there were some regenerations and not at the same, there weren't multiple incarnations at the same time. That's yes. what I thought you were saying. Yeah. I just wanted to get no, clarification. No, on no, that. no, okay. no. And they were, they were one after another, you know, gotcha. um, he had lots of wives, but one at a time. Um, so, uh, and so for me, who kind of already had that in my head canon that, yeah, that's what they said in those licensed novels, that that's what the actual backstory is. For me, I was like, oh, cool. The, the, the stuff from the novels is getting into the, into the, into the TV series explicitly. Um, but, and I'm a total whore for Gallifrey continuity, Time Lord continuity. I literally have this monstrous website about it. So for me, Watching the master's PowerPoint of evil for one and a half episodes, I was fine with. I was like, oh, cool. Look at all this cool stuff I'm learning. But I also realized I don't think this is objectively a good episode (laughs) if most of half of it is a PowerPoint presentation. Is this the doctor and the master? And now for my next evil revelation, observe this clip show. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I have to say that is easily my least favorite version of the master sorry now to be fair i really liked the mistress i thought that was a really good version of that character uh, um <laughs> she was fine it's possibly my favorite one uh and then i liked the earlier version too because i liked the actor john sims mm-hmm. i liked i liked life on mars so i liked him in that too so i liked uh i liked the last two versions of the master so this is not necessarily you know, an issue with that guy. It just so happens that the last two versions, three, if you count the guy who turned into John Sims. <laughs> oh, in that, in that one episode, I was like, oh, but that's an actor that I love. So yeah. <laughs> he has, he has done a whole bunch of big finish war master audio dramas and he's wonderfully evil. Like oh, this was he's he grandfather the war master. Yeah, oh, that's, that's what they awesome. call him. The war master. And, that's and he awesome. is, <laughs> yeah. And he is, like this kindly old grandfather who will just cook you and eat you. I mean, he doesn't literally eat anybody, but it's that kind of level of ruthless, callous, doesn't care, doesn't give a shit yeah. kind of, but, but kind of knows how to play nice if he needs to, uh, really so, well. Yeah, I, um, I just really like the last few masters and I was just like, yeah. I mean, I thought the pun spy master was interesting, but yeah. the spy episodes were, as a person that likes spy movies, those episodes were terrible. Um, <laughs> I, I like their energy. I, I admittedly, Jody Whitaker and Tux was always going to be a thing, but uh, for me, but I was like, oh yeah, nice. But, um, but yeah, I, I thought they had a great deal, a, a wonderful sense of just fun, rollicking roller coaster, turn your brain off and enjoy the ride energy to them but um well, and, and i definitely i i, I want to address one thing because i have been kind of 
crapping on a bunch of stuff. I do want to make it clear. I actually do like. I sort of like. Uh, it, it's it's hard for me to to love it because Peter Capaldi was my favorite Doctor, and so I loved those seasons, and so. I appreciate and I like the Jodie Whittaker stories. I like I appreciate the fact that they're different because as much as I did like the Stephen Moffat years and I like them a lot, I will admit it, he was the the showrunner for long enough that I was like, okay, this is starting to feel stale. I'm still liking it. I love Peter Capaldi, but I am ready for something different. Yes. So I will give them that they different. They delivered wildly different. And so yes. I appreciated that. I actually yes. did appreciate that this felt very different. No, I just, Jody Whittaker I just wish was I a wonderful breath of, of fresh episodes. air. Yes. <laughs> I just wish I enjoyed more of the individual episodes. That's my yeah. only issue. Yeah, I think I realized by the end of the first season, I'm like, I actually like this a lot because it was so not Moffat. And I too, like Moffat probably is my second favorite showrunner of the entire history of Doctor Who. Mm. But I still was tired of him just like you. And I think he was tired of himself too. He, with I, You could feel with Capaldi, he's trying to do different things outside of his normal range mm. a whole lot. You could feel him straining to come up to to try to not be like he usually is. <laughs> but I love the fresh air, but I also thought I'm going to get tired of Chibnall way. I, I think I'm going to get tired of Chibnall way faster than I got tired of Moffat. <laughs> and I'm already at the point where three seasons and then he's gone. Okay. I mean, I, you know, he, he season, his second was better than his first. So his third will probably be better than the second. And I'm looking forward to that betterness. And maybe it'll be like Enterprise where they're by the time they cancel it. I'm like, <laughs> no, don't go away. <laughs> Well, I'm also hoping that as much as I did not like that season two finale, because honestly, that's the only one that I would outright say I didn't like. Okay. The rest was more like it was eh. Um, I'm hoping that maybe that's just a, that's the end of act two, and I'm judging a story that's not complete. It's entirely possible that they pull off an amazing end to that story, and if they do, then my feelings on that season two finale might change. Like, I freely acknowledge that. Um, so, you know, it's possible to pull off a finale that'll make me like that, that ending. I just, I just, I hate it when they try to artificially uh, inflate the importance of a character who was already fairly important. That was that's yeah. my issue. I feel like yeah. you're artificially inflating this person's importance. Yeah. The underlying, I, 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 at least when they originally were planning it in the '80s, the underlying goal was to reintroduce mystery to the Doctor because by the time you got to the late '80s, everything we knew basically everything except his name and his parents. Every other aspect from his childhood, his schooling, his post-schooling, every other aspect about his life and his decisions and his grades in school. We knew everything about the doctor. And they thought, well, what if, what if the Hartnell doctor wasn't the first doctor? And there were a bunch of other doctors before that we didn't know about. Then that would introduce some mystery. That said, I think they screwed up by then showing us where Tecteun found the timeless child. I think it just should have been. And then this Gallifreyan uh, explorer named Tecteun showed up with this orphan and, you know, and no one and history does not record where the orphan came from. And, and thus 
keep that wide open as opposed to I found her standing outside a, dimen- a multi-dimensional rift on a pla- distant planet, you know, which I was like, eh. I, 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 that was the part that I really, I think they, the whole point of it is to add more mystery and that actually subtracted mystery. Where did Tecteun get the orphan is another mystery added to the list. <laughs> Tecteun found the orphan outside of a dimensional rift. That That's not um, that's not mysterious. Well, it's not terribly. There's some mystery, but not as much as there could be. Um, I did when I wrenched and rewatched it. The stuff with the Cybermen up until the Cybermen plot, the master kills off the Cybermen plot is actually pretty good as far as just raw emotional energy pacing and, 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 oh my God, here come the Cybermen kind of scare. I, I was like, wow, this, if you just edited out all the master talk, doing the PowerPoint presentation and just watched the companions and the Cybermen, it, it, it's actually fairly enjoyable until it just stops when the master casually kills off the lone Cybermen. <laughs> well, all of that is irrelevant because the greatest Jodie Whittaker episode of Doctor Who is the Rosa Parks episode. Am I right, Patrick? Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, that episode was personally amazing. Look, here's the thing. I just, all joking aside, I think the problem with that episode was, I think they were. That they wrote again, it and then they filmed it. <laughs> understand that you want to educate people about the importance of Rosa Parks, but I just feel like not to take anything away from Rosa Parks, but it was a civil rights movement. And to say somebody went back in time to stop all of civil rights by taking out Rosa Parks. I'm like, I don't think that would work. I just I think the guy doing it was a bit of an idiot. I, I don't know if we this wasn't like a mass genius master plan. It was a, a crackpot with a time machine. Uh, I just feel like no. if you have an idiot that goes back in time to stop civil rights, is Rosa Parks gonna be no, his target? No, no, no. I feel like There's, Martin Luther King probably no, would have no, been no. his target. So the problem the problem with that episode <laughs> is that he's from like the year eight thousand. We've, we've run into aliens. We've had to leave Earth. Like, we're just, you know, right. and, mm-hmm. and yet we're going to be racist against our own species when there's a billion other species out there. That's just dumb. Like, that is. It's been literally 6,000 years. We still on this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, how do you get, like, how do we even get to that point? Like, people are just going to be living together and it's just, we'll be, well, shit. I'm surprised we have different colors at that point in the future because we will just all intermingled and just be this off white beige color or whatever. But, you know, for all the things that you get from Who, for every, all the episodes I watch from New Who, it's always kind of, it's, Let's, let's, let's put it this way. One, it's the doctor That's being it. like, Hey, be better. And we'll, you know, everything's cool. But then you watch so many episodes where they go in the future and there's, there's no racial, there's no racial strife. There's no like sexist strife. Like, Oh, this woman's running the moon colony or this, the old people of all different colors and all different races and all different sexual orientations. And then we have the one, one asshole dude from 8,000 years that wants to go back in time to an actual real thing and try to fuck with that. They're like, okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Just stay away from like actual. Like actual historical events where people survive. Like Pompeii, everybody there's dead. So, you know, like, like with Loki, doesn't matter. 
Uh, well, <laughs> you, you, uh, well do whatever I, you want here. No one's going to know. Yeah. But uh, I, I think you. Well, my I, issue I, is, is I don't have a problem with them including Rosa Parks. I just think they could have done a better job of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I will say, see? well, I, I will say, I think I agree with you that the fact that he's from 8,000 years in the future, I think runs against the hopeful message. The episode is trying to say that the world will, will get things will get better, but yet we've got this guy from 8,000 when they could just say he's from the 21st century and, you know, leave it at that. And somehow he, you know, throw in some lines about how he stole a time machine from a, a t- one of those time right. agents like captain Jack. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like they were leave tri- it- so I feel like they just did that to, to throw in some wild sci-fi in this fairly realistic episode. And I'm like, yeah, but you threw it in at the wrong place. <laughs> like, that's just weird. Also, FYI, sidebar, um, all the races coming together and making a weird, like, uh, like unified color. That's how you get Cardassian. <laughs> um, and see, they united so yeah. many. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will say the the one thing I will throw out in defense of this episode, I actually enjoyed watching it, but uh it's not my favorite, but I was like, okay, this is this is reasonably entertaining. I, I, uh, I thought it had some great character moments here and there, but um I wanted to enjoy it, but when I was watching it, um like they just kept doing things that was clearly for everyone who didn't take African American history. Here's information that you probably don't have. And I'm like, okay, but I have it. So I just feel like you're talking down to me and this is actually irritating. Like the scene where he meets where, um, what, what's the, uh, black actor, the character's name? I feel really bad. Uh, Ryan. That Ryan. Where Ryan meets Martin Luther King. I was like, he's oh forgettable. My God, that's it's okay. So stupid. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I actually, here's the thing, I actually like the character Ryan. I just forgot his name. I honestly, I forgot all of the Whitaker uh, companions' names. I feel Even bad. Graham. No, no, no. I didn't. You I don't never love forget Graham? Graham. Graham is the best. Yeah. Ryan and Yaz could go fuck off that first season because <laughs> oh, yes. they're utterly useless. But fucking Graham was always awesome. He was always yeah. fucking awesome. I love Graham. Yeah. <laughs> Graham was amazing. He's one of my of, favorite New Who companions. Um, of, I did want to say. Three, in, I do like Graham. And, yes, but yeah. actually, I like all of them. I will say of the three, Graham is the I best. I mean, they've yes. grown yeah. on me. Like, so Ryan and Yaz but, but, have stopped being childlike uh, in the second season yeah. as much. So I, I'm, I'm good with that. But uh, that first yeah. season, I was like, the, Anyway, the, the point I wanted to throw out in defense, which ties back into what you were saying, Rosa Parks is an American thing. I don't know how many people in the That's UK fair. know about her. That's fair. And so and that- for the audience that is actually supposed to be watching this, right. it might be a bit more interesting to them than than it was to Americans right. and, and well, to you guys. Okay. And, right. But, and, so. and actually... And- well, I, I was going to say, when I watched the episode, I did have that thought that maybe in the UK, this is not as relevant. Also, I will freely acknowledge that there are probably people that watched the Demons of the Punjab episode and may have felt the exact same way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. I was yeah. like, to be fair, I maybe enjoy this episode because I don't know this history as well as I know this other history. Yeah. So, so, that to be fair. So, so, it, yes. so here's 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 my other complaint. So one, it, it's poorly written because old dude from the year eight thousand. But also from a tonal from a tonal standpoint, Doctor Who is it's a, it's a fun it's a fun rompy show, right? We show up, we run around, we, you know, we stop the alien, quip quip quip. It, it, it's fun. 
Then we jump to, like, the Rosa Park episodes and, like, the Demons of the Punjab episode, right? And this is, this is like a serious episode. And so once we, once you couch it as this serious, like, this, this is something that actually happened and these, these are real people and, like, people that, like, I know everybody is, you know, real people, but these are, like, something that still, like, kind of resonates still today. Then all of that, all the fun, falls out. And so now I become hypercritical of it because now I'm watching it like it's an episode of Breaking Bad and not an episode of Doctor Who. And so, and they did not make that transition to, well, okay, because, uh, you know, Doctor Who makes some leaps. And that's fine, right? Like, there's the, that, that Trumpy episode with the giant spider. Like, you can't have giant spiders, but whatever. It's Doctor Who. No one cares. I, I they, There's physics rules that you're breaking. I don't give a shit. Doctor Who. But now you're like, oh, no, this is, okay, this is actual, like, real issues. Okay, so we can't make those jumps anymore. And you need to just, you need to be better about your, about your, your writing when you do that. Yeah. yeah. No, well, I'll, I'll, it is a, people like Doctor Who to be bouncy jokey, but, and, and I think Doctor Who should be able to do dark, grim, serious stories. But yeah, you have to be, you have to dial back that bouncy stuff a bit or be very careful with how you put it in there if you're going to do something that is a it's not it's not a fake sci-fi threat, it's a real life threat that real, you know, people have have faced, you know? Yeah. So mm. you 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 don't want to be see it's for one thing to make fun of giant spiders, it's another thing to make fun of you know, say sexual abuse or right. something, you know. <laughs> right. And like well, and and I and I, I will just say that uh, to be fair, I will say Demons of the Pujab is a better written episode than Rosa. Um, because I do actually like Demons of the Pujab. Actually, like, like Brian was saying, it's one of my favorite episodes. But I will acknowledge that after I watched it, I, I actually thought of the Rosa episode and said, I wonder if people who actually are more knowledgeable about the events that they're talking about feel the same way about this episode that I felt about Rosa. So, um, I don't know. It's, but I will say because I didn't know, I thought that episode was well written personally. And I thought that was an amazing episode. It also, like, like you changed the rule. So, you know, the first time that Martha goes back, uh, with, uh, with the doctor and she goes, uh, okay, can I be out here? Like, I'm black and this is London. Is that going to be a problem? It's like, that, don't worry about it. Okay. So now we've established that. You can do, do, just be, just be a person. Do whatever you want. You don't have, there's no rules you have to follow. Yeah. There are clearly yeah. rules you have to follow. There's clue, clearly rules that Ryan and Yaz should be following <laughs> in the Rosa episode. And they don't. They're just like, fuck it. I don't care. I can do whatever I want. Like, no, no, no. If you're going to be serious, then be fucking serious about it. And, you know. I thought they did have a no, little no, bit no. of they, Ryan getting into trouble uh, at some point. That was not trouble. <laughs> that was not racist well, okay. segregated I, South trouble. That was well, yes, but it, that at was least our kids show example that, of ooh, this could have been bad. Well, no, okay. no, no, yeah, no. I, I mean, it, it, they did acknowledge that there would be issues mm. in a way that they didn't with Martha nah. in in the no. Shakespeare episode. Because as I'm watching the Rosa episode, I'm like, okay, so we've established that you know racism is an actual thing in this in this thing, and they need to be they need to be worried about it. So then basically what should happen is that uh, Ryan and Yaz should go hang out in this fucking warehouse and Graham and the doctor will go do the investigating because shit could go sideways real fast and there's not really much you can 
Not really much that the doctor can do about it, except swoop in I, I in the TARDIS and just disappear. White, so I don't know the the story about black issues should have all the white which people is why saving the day. They shouldn't tell it. <laughs> just go and ride a fucking dinosaur on a spaceship. That's why I'm watching well, your show. For actually, it. I, I I will say this: there is a middle ground, <laughs> and it happened in a Peter Capaldi episode where. Peter Capaldi, the um, it's in the last season that he did. Yeah, yeah, they, the Bill episode. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and even the scene you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> where they go. Yeah, where they go back in time, and he's like, "Yeah, don't worry about it. It's just, just, just be yourself, and it'll be fine." And then they run across somebody that is racist against her because she's black, and he was like, "Okay, I'm sorry. There actually is racism." <laughs> I was like, that was actually really cleverly done. I actually had to give the point where it was like, ordinarily, I just say, gloss over it, don't worry about it. But it turns out, actually, yeah, that guy is just a racist asshole. <laughs> and I, I think I, I think that scene was written in response to Martha in the Shakespeare episode. I uh, uh, That scene, I, I don't know that for as a fact, but I would not surprise me at all that that, that, that was basically looking at the fan response to that bit, uh, the, to the Shakespeare episode, and saying, "Okay, what would have been the uh, another way, or a more interesting way, or a more fan-approved way of dealing which, with that?" Which, I will tell you. Was that? The, it's been a while. Since uh, I've there's seen. a big giant eel monster, like huge oh, kaiju Thames, eel right? monster under the okay, Thames. Yeah, under okay. the Thames. Okay. Yeah, and and here's the thing: as a f- black fan of Doctor Who. Uh, clearly not as big as Brian, um, but um, I actually kind of appreciated the, and I know clearly Patrick did too, I appreciated the shrug your arms and just say, just don't worry about it, um, because that's not realistic. But I'm not watching Doctor Who for realism. Well, yeah, you don't want every. If you ca- you don't want to either say, well, if we cast a person of color, then that becomes the focal point of all of our tra- time travel historical right, stories. Right. That and also, is, they address it in the Martha season yeah, when yeah. when he be- he makes himself think that he's human and yeah. then she's basically trapped back in time. Yeah. They they addressed it there, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was Paul Cornell. <laughs> well, <laughs> true, right? And, but that but even then when they when they do that, like it's okay, Martha gets it and she's because it's mm. my, my my issue with these with the new seasons of most everything is they just mm. write it where like, oh, I can do whatever I want and there's no real consequences. And that's not how like the Family of Blood episode was written. It was right. like, oh, okay, yeah, just kind of, you know, can keep your head down until she gets so frustrated. It's like, fuck it, everybody's dying. I don't give a shit. Let's, where's the fucking clock? Let's do this fucking thing. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> right. no, that's, that's also the appropriate response at this time. Yeah, right. <laughs> that two-parter is fucking oh, it's amazing. It's <laughs> yeah, delicious. Yeah, no. I love it. It's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's hands down one of my favorite Doctor Who stories yeah. all time. Another one that is ripped from the novels of the nineties, <laughs> but but uh, enough, but yeah. but much better than than what we got with Timeless Child. Yeah, so, <laughs> so. you know, I mean, it's just, kind of pick pick what you pick what you want to do with your show, and then just do it. But Doctor Who has never been consistent with what it, with its its underlying rules from season to season. Uh, I- uh, even even the Martha season had. Race is not an issue, and then later on, race suddenly is an issue in the same season. Uh, 
I think they do need to outline what kind of story it's going to be pretty clearly so that we know the rules of this particular story or so, that particular so story. To be fair, I do think that's what this last season's going to be. I do think that's them locking down this full story. What the whole the whole yeah. timeless child story where we're, Yeah. Like they're yeah. I, I, I definitely yeah. got the vibe that they're treating this third season as the third act and this is Chibnall's three part story. And we're all just reacting. That's why I was saying we're all basically reacting to the act two surprise. So who knows? Maybe it turns out that act three is exceptional. And, you know, it would be like to use the uh, act one, act two and act three analogy. It would be like if there was a year and a half break after the fourth episode of Loki, like, that's a pretty big thing to just throw in your lap and then not get the rest of the story for a long time. So I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt and say it's possible that they could do a third act, a third season that will make me more appreciate the timeless children. Because as of right now, I just but, think. But it was what if your ridiculous. complaint is that uh, just in general? That the Doctor is specialer than all the other special time-traveling Time Lords. Like, that's that's mostly my complaint. I mean, just... Like, not everybody needs to be the fucking Chosen One. Like, I'm kind of tired of the Chosen well, One mean, trope. Yeah. Um, but it is baked into the title, no, Doctor it's, no, Who. No, it's not. Doctor Who. Who the fuck it's, is this person? Oh, he comes from a different planet. There's the Who. It's done. I travel in my time-traveling little, my little time booth. <laughs> And yeah, I yeah, go yeah. run around and there's all kinds of cool shit. Like, I don't, like, who is he? You know why it's Doctor Who? Because he shows up, some weird shit happens, and then he disappears. And everybody that's left is like, who the fuck was that? That's why it's Doctor Who. Not, like, I will, here's what I'll say before you chime in, Brian. Here's what I'll say. I, I don't have the same level of passion, but <laughs> I don't entirely disagree. I feel like a Time Lord is special enough like that is a fairly special thing why does why does the doctor have to be the most important time lord he's a time lord that was good enough like that's interesting i don't need you to be the most interesting well, time lord a time lord is interesting enough here, let, let me jump back in the reason that he was the most interesting time lord was because he was the only time lord Right? Like they had already, they had established that, oh, I, I kill everybody. I'm the last one. Okay. Makes you super special. Now they're like, well, okay, we brought the rest of the Time Lords back. So now we have to elevate you so that you are on this other plane. Like, no, let the man be happy. Let him have his other Time Lord friends and family that they can just, he can have a Time Lord picnic and not have to explain shit to everybody all the time. Maybe that, maybe that's what he gets. Maybe that's, maybe that's Jodie Whittaker's, uh, her reward for living this long. Like Matt Smith was stuck on that planet for 600 years or some shit. She's like, you know what? I just, I'm just going to play Pinochle on, 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 uh, Gallifrey. That's, this is awesome. This is the shit. <laughs> I, I, I will say the blowing up Gallifrey for, if you've been reading the novels, the third time. <laughs> we have not. Was, <laughs> It, it, well, so even even if you haven't, it, it's the second time. Mm. So it, it, it still feels like, really? Can't the do Master do some other super evil thing that 
hasn't been done before. No, uh, Lex but... Luthor is trying to kill Superman, and he has literally no other jobs. You would think after the eighth time that he failed, he would come up with some other fucking hobbies and just say, maybe I can't kill this dude. Nope, I have one goddamn job. My job is to kill Superman. The <laughs> master's only job is to ki- to kill all of Gallifrey, apparently. But that's, that's his well, only that, job. That, that has never been a huge priority of his uh, in previous stories. Nope. I mean, it's not been a something Welcome he would to shy away from. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, 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 yeah, I was just kind of like, really? <laughs> and, and the thing is, is just like in comic books, you know this is going to be undone by some writer. Even yeah. if Chibnall doesn't bring Gallifrey back, the next showrunner or the showrunner after that will bring Gallifrey back. It's too big of a piece of the the mythology to let lie fallow. Um, and, and so I'm kind of like, so here's the thing on that front. I have an answer because I, I, I've been a comic book reader for 30, over 30 years. And I've just kind of gotten a perspective on that, that I recognize might be different, which is that I used to have that complaint too, which was, Oh, you know, they're just going to undo this later. And then I started thinking, this is kind of what happens when you tell ca- stories with characters over 60 years. At some point, it, it can't be constantly renewing. You want the, basically to reset it back to you know the basic storyline, and that involves this. And I feel like, yeah, at some point, I just I have to recognize that I should enjoy the story that I'm watching now or reading now with the acceptance that, yeah, they're going to reset it. Resetting it doesn't undermine this. That's just a part of this process. A part of the process is, yes, this is going to be undermined. So, okay, so as a, as also as a comic reader, I will say it might undermine it. It depends on how long it persists. So if they go do this thing, and then, mm. you know, six months later, they're like, oh, sorry, that was a dream and everything's back to normal. We're like, this is this, that whole storyline was bullshit. If, however, like you do like some Claremont shit where it goes for 12 years and then they reverse it and you like, this is the new normal. This is what I am. I'm expecting from it. Oh, they've changed to something else. How new, even if that is what it used to be, uh, two decades ago. How interesting. And so it's a question of how long will this last? Cause it's the third season is basically the season where they play out the fallout of That's this. Fair. If they, if they do mm-hmm. it, well, the, the third Chibnall season. So if the first season of the new showrunner undoes it, then it's like, uh, all right. Well, then it doesn't mean anything. What's the point? Well, it, that's, it's that's also fair. worth that's noting. Fair. Yeah. As a classic Who fan, the default state is Gallifrey rises or stands. And as a new Who fan, the default state is Gallifrey is ruins and the Doctor is the last of the Time Lords. So do, which de- which is the default state kind of depends on whether or not you're a Who, a, who fa- a, a classic Who fan or not. Um, so that's kind well, of an, an interesting wrinkle. I think they brought Gallifrey, they brought it back and then they wiped it out in pretty rapid succession. Uh, and that was the part that bugged me was that it hadn't been back for very long and then they blew it up again. There That's was, fair. as you said, no lengthy time that it was there. Plus, yeah. they brought it back off screen. So I, that that bothered me, too, after making like, spending so many years saying it was gone. Oh, by the way, they're back. Uh, no, we're not going to explain really how. They're just back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will yeah, admit. Yeah. 
Yeah, I will admit, like, I'm definitely enjoying the current status of the X-Men where they have their own nation and uh, basically they are, you know, you know, they're they're basically no longer like this um this group of people that are constantly being hunted. Now they're their own nation state that gets to have their own kind of power. Like it's a it's a, a jarring shift to how mutants have been treated. And so I will admit, yeah, if you basically undermine that the second that the current writer is not writing it and it goes back to we're at a school in Manchester and everybody hates <laughs> mutants. And I was like, okay, yeah. Cause this is a pretty cool like change. This is an actually very cool evolution. And if you just undermine it, the second the current writer leaves, I will be pretty pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like for new who like, it was, like uh, Gallifrey was gone and that was, I mean, that was fucking 10 years, right? Like, it's been a long fucking time where we're like, oh, yeah. And, and him, him living with the guilt and all of that, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I think they, I think, I, I feel like they've jumped because it's only like, what, seven episodes a season for like the Jody Whitaker seasons or some shit like seven or eight. I think it was 10 I think for it was, her it 10? first two, I want to say, but the, I've heard the new season is only six. So Yeah, so let's see. Yeah, the first one was... Well, okay, so they were 10 episode seasons. Yeah, 10, on, 10 in the first episode, or 10 in season 11, and yeah, like 11 no, on so the last one. So, um, so, so, yeah, 10 and 11 were both 10 episode seasons, and they both had a uh, special uh, that added an 11th yeah. episode. So, so not... I mean, as compared to, like, the first season, uh, well, the first season of New Who, which, you know, those had, those were, like, 20. Oh, no, no, they weren't. Never mind, those were, like, 13. Anyway. No, no, 13, uh, okay, yeah. well. Yeah, they were 13. Maybe it's because they came out in closer succession to each other, so it didn't feel like we had six episodes and then waited three years for the next fucking season to show up. Um, yeah, I mean, that's fair. Um, yeah, but it, you know, it seems like uh, Jodie Whittaker's doctor has fallen into despair much quicker than the other. I mean, Peter Capaldi was he was crotchety and then he was shitty for like his last two years. But um, most oh, of oh, I love Peter Capaldi. He was amazing. I mean, look, yeah. I, he's one of my favorite doctors. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. his episodes Ooh. had kind of this, you know. Oh, they kind, did. They absolutely did. Kind of like did. this suicidal depression <laughs> sort of undertone to them. Uh, he was, he was definitely the anti-Matt Smith well, doctor. And, and <laughs> yeah, especially yes. after Clara, after, after we got rid of Clara, then it's like, yeah. uh, what the fuck's the point? I'm just going to sit here and be sad all the time. And Jody started, you know, she's upbeat and happy. And, and then like these last episodes, he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't give a shit. Everything's shitty. I'm just going to, let's just, let's just go in and die, guys. Let's just, let's, you know, straight on into the end of the flames of the dragon. Fuck it. I, you know. Well, I, I do want to say. I, no, I was just going to say, I do want to say real quick. I want to interject that the first few episodes were the first half of the first season for Jody Whitaker had a Farscape vibe to it. And I loved it. It was like, it was like dirty and, and like gritty and everything was just like, yeah, let's just get down to it. And I was like, you know what? I'm feeling this. I'm actually yeah. feeling this Farscape vibe. <laughs> no, I, I remember thinking some of the monsters look like Farscape aliens. 
specifically the one where they were on the plant the desert planet where they were in a race i was like this feels like a farscape episode this straight up feels (laughs) like a farscape episode Um, also the one with the little monster that was like eating everything oh like, yes, Again, yes the, this very much feels like a first oh, game yeah, that. the pating that was yeah cute. the pating <laughs> yeah that was fun um i will say one thing i noticed that kind of Every doctor pretty early on gets this moment of crisis where you, where they get pushed to the limit and you get to see kind of who this doctor is when everything's going apart and falling apart around them and, 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 and things are strained. And that kind of ends up being somewhat of their defining, you know, their, you know, informs the audience of who that doctor is to some degree going forward. Jodie Whittaker did not get that in her first season. And I remember thinking I couldn't quite put my finger on it until somebody online, a, a doctor novelist actually pointed it out. And I was like, they're right. That's, that's what's missing is we don't really see her, the, the screws put to her to the point where, where, you know, where you're thinking, yeah, I would totally break under this. And, and, and we see how she, how the, how this doctor doesn't break. And, um, I thought we did. That was the one thing, one of the things, well, I, I liked a few things, but that was one of the things I really liked about the timeless children. The final episode was the moment where she's has to deal with the repercussions of everything she's learned. Learn the, the whole extended PowerPoint was entertaining to me, but I think boring to most of the audience, but, uh, right. yes. But, uh, but the moment where she then, okay, what does she do about all this when the master's saying you're not who you said you were? You weren't everything you thought you thought you knew about yourself is a lie. And she has to pull herself literally back together and decide who she is and how she's going to move forward from this. I thought that was really cool. That scene. I don't know if it was worth it. I think there were easier ways to get to that moment but, or better ways to get to that moment. But I liked the moment where she decides, okay, but I am the doctor and I'm the person I am now. And I am under no obligation to be the person I was yesterday. I can be who I want to be today. And that's all that matters. And I, you know, that isn't exactly what she said, but that seemed, that's kind of what I took from what she did say. And I liked that. And I was like, okay, now I feel like I have a better grip on Jodie Whittaker as a doctor. And I kind of wish we'd gotten something like this in season one rather than the end of season two. (laughs) I will say that pilot episode, her first episode was, was not good. Anyway, (laughs) I, it made me fall in It made me. Made me fall in love with those companions completely. By the end of that, that, that first, I didn't necessarily like the story, but I loved Ryan. I loved Graham. I loved Yaz. I totally was on board with seeing what happened to these people when you threw them out into the universe. <laughs> I did love Graham's wife. Uh, yeah. that, that character was great. And, uh, I liked that her story, while the actress didn't go on, I mean, she showed up when the character came back up, but, um, I liked that it still overshadowed uh, Graham and and Ryan's story. So I I thought I actually do like like I I don't think my issue with the Jodie Whittaker years is that I didn't like it. It's just that um, it just felt middle road. It felt middle of the road. Uh, it felt middling. Like there were definitely some good episodes. I love Fugitive of the Jadoon. Great yeah. episode. Yeah. Uh, but- uh, but 
I just feel like it it was it was it was only meh her, her at best. two seasons so far. So so I will say I uh I think she makes a very good doctor. I like I actually like her I like her more Agreed. than Matt Smith. Just because she has the uh the the one character trait that I think the doctor should have, which is um you know, the doctor shouldn't look down on anyone, which Matt Smith was famously horrible at. He looked down at everybody. Everybody was beneath him and why are they wasting his time? You know, even even Capaldi when I mean Capaldi does uh, that too. Capaldi does <laughs> that to people that think that they are worthy of being, you know, respected or so like leaders and emperors and generals, like he's like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, I, I'm not showing you respect because you haven't, you think you've earned it, but you haven't. Um, whereas Matt Smith would just do that to some random dude on the street. And Peter Capaldi doesn't do that to just random people. Like if you run into some random child, he's going to be, he's very nice. Like he's very, like he's a very nice curmudgeonly grandpa well, type character. Until you put on airs and then, you know, whatever. But Matt Smith, anyway. So Jody, he def, he definitely showed that he was, he liked yeah. children more than right. adults. But, <laughs> yeah. right. But I mean, and Jody does that perfectly. Like she is, she's very like giving and everything, everybody's great and everything. Like, you know, the whole doctor thing. Everybody has endless potential yeah. and you can all be great and you don't have to be you know, bogged down by any of the bullshit, just, you know, you do you. So, you know, she's like, she's higher than Matt Smith for me. Like she's one of my favorite doctors. I, you know, I found that she was a bit generic to begin with. And, and like every doctor, I can say what makes them, what, tr what thing they have, what things they have that no other doctor has. And when I came to Jody Whitaker, I was like, struggling to say what is it that she's very much the doctor but it felt like a very you know safe doctor and i think some of that was okay it's a woman in the role so we need to make sure she's absolutely doctorish uh and they did but perhaps there there wasn't enough stepping out of the doctor mold and eventually what i realized is one thing she's got that pretty much none of the other doctors do except possibly the fifth. And there's a lot of similarities between Jody with the 13 and five. Uh, but, um, they're both very good with humans. Yes. They're in a way that none of the other doctors are. They have social skills. They, right. they can be nice to people. They, they can smooth talk. Uh, they, they, they are, whereas all the others have a sort of a alien stuck in a human body kind of struggling to fit in kind of thing going on. Jody Whitaker is absolutely down with hanging out with humans in a way that. I mean, David Tennant liked to hang out with humans, but it, you never forgot that he was an alien in right. the room. Right. Uh, the one thing with Jodie is that she is, like, she very quickly latched on to her companions and says, okay, the, you, you are very, like, you are, like, you are the family. Like, I am, like, even if I go away, I'm looking to get back to you because, and, and, like, mm. being open and honest with that. And so I kind of feel like for her seasons, it was just uh, unused potential because I think she was very good as the doctor. Right. She just needed, you know, better stories. Um, well, I think they needed somebody to try to take that family away from her because it was clearly important to her character. So you you generate conflict by threatening the things that are important. And yeah, they were always Graham going to escape the monster or whatever. But but 
I, I thought they could have dug into that a little bit more at once they'd kind of established well, the fan. Well, I mean, they did when, uh, you know, when she was trapped in that prison and she comes back and is like, oh, is it, oh, it's been some time and everybody's kind of moved on. And so, you know, Yaz is kind of pissed off and bitter because she didn't come back. And, and she's like, oh, oh, mm. so this isn't cool. Oh, well, that's, and you can see like, you know, Jody did a good job. But you can see like there's that without, yeah. you know, overplaying it, that there's that, that hurt and that concern there. So, you know, it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a shame. I kind of yeah. wish, I kind of wish we had, cause she's a, she's the perfect doctor for like those, those fun, uh, sort of, uh, I can't think of his name now. Right. Not Matt Smith, but the, before him, um, David Tennant. Yeah. Ugh. It's my favorite. I don't know why I can remember his name. Well, it's funny cause they actually have a, uh, I think it's a video game that's coming out that is, uh, Jody Whitaker and David Tennant's oh, doctor. Nice. Uh, teaming up and i was like oh i should probably tell you that would about that. probably work out really well actually um but so you know i mean i guess i mean we'll we'll see we'll see what they do for the third one um i feel like jody whitaker's doctor her series of episodes mm-hmm. is kind of a weird antithesis of the early matt smith episodes in the sense that i feel like she's a really 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 great doctor but i feel like she's not really getting the best stories. Whereas I feel like Matt Smith, in my opinion, wasn't my favorite doctor, but the stories he was getting were really good. And I actually really liked the first two seasons that he did. Not so much him as the doctor, but I just love so many of the episodes where he is the doctor. And I was like, okay, that's like a weird, like swap. And so we just need to get Stephen Moffat to do a season with Jodie Whittaker. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> yeah, that's what that. I'm hearing. I I don't know. I I, I think Jodie would fit better with Russell T Davies than Steve Moffat. Moffat's more about plot than about character, and I think what I that's want true. is more character. And Russell T Davies does character beautifully, even if his plots are kind of a mess. So. I think the important thing here is we can do a current day five doctors. And that shit never <laughs> happened. Is what well, I, the 60th is not far away. 2023, 60th anniversary. I'm just saying. Somebody so. needs to make that happen. Okay, yeah, so yeah. since Steve couldn't join us today, who wants to pimp us out? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could have just pimped. You could have just, like, you'd already taken over. If I, if I could have, you, you, I would you have. You already put the brakes on the thing. All right, well, fine. Um... I mean, we could, clearly we could keep talking about this till the end of all time, but that's not going to happen. So instead, that was a different for, episode. We could talk about this for all time, yeah. always, but that's for another episode. Oh God! You, I really want to talk about Loki. He has a little, there's a little crocodile with a little hat. Okay. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, you've been listening to Cyberdelly Podcast. We have a website. Sci-fi show.net. Um, we do appreciate you traveling through this, uh, with us as we nerd out about Doctor Who, uh, a topic that, you know, most, there are a lot of people that don't give a shit about it. I'll, I'll be honest. I know, I know a lot of our listeners are like, oh, there's another, there's another fucking Doctor Who episode, but you know, they're not listening. They probably gave up like, you know, uh, I'd say an hour ago. So, uh, so thank you for listening and subscribing. <laughs> And I'm assuming you subscribe because why else would you be listening to this? And uh, come back. 
Listen if to more not, shit. Subscribe if now. Not, well, ooh, look at that. That's Master Pimpin' there, Michael. You should just take over. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you were doing oh, a thank good you. job. Thank you. Because uh, so. I know Pimpin' ain't easy. <laughs> ah, but it is necessary. The line we always go back to when Steve is here, because we got nothing else. Um, but yeah, so if you haven't subscribed, you should subscribe. And uh, then you'll get more episodes like these eventually and uh until next time uh this is patrick this is michael this is brian let's get a shift on yeah, i don't I even got... know what that means i feel like it's a reference <laughs> to something and i don't i have no idea <laughs> <laughs>